Neighbor, neighbor and friend. Hello, everybody. Welcome to you, me, them, everybody. My name is Brandon. I'm Brandon. That's my name. This whole, by the way, we're doing a musical. It's a musical. Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, we've been doing this show for a while now. Oh, it's actually a full room. Fantastic. That's the opposite of bad. It's good. This month is awful. I'm miserable up here. I'm not miserable up here. I'm just miserable in general. I'm glad the state has a very strict gun laws. But yeah, that's a great way to start the show, everybody. Let's do that over. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Okay. Thanks for coming to the show. Uh, we've been doing the show a while. And I'm learning things. I'm learning things that I should have been taught from a very, very young age, but didn't have the best upbringing. So I'm learning them through a talk show format. By the way, that's the only reason why people do talk shows. We're all inherently screwed up. And we'll talk to Mark later about that. Anyways... You can't be selfish when you do a talk show. You have to care about what the person is talking, is saying. You have to make sure it's true. It's a fact a lot of people don't know. You have to care, or at least fake it well enough that they don't want to punch you at the end of the show. It's very important to be nice to people. That's new to me. I didn't know that. I'm also learning that there's certain stage etiquette that isn't talked about enough. Uh, When we started doing shows here a few years ago, I would throw things at the crowd. I would throw books and 45s and very large toys. And we've spilled more drinks than people have caught toys because of this. You're not supposed to throw things. I didn't know that you shouldn't throw things at people, specifically in a very, very dark bar, when there's pints of ale in front of them. By the way, I'm British tonight, everybody. You can't yell at the crowd for not understanding your art. You could do that in a band. I didn't realize that you have to be nice to people and not call them all a bunch of uh, thick twats, which I learned from Gordon Ramsay. You have, to, you have to look at them in the face and go, hello, how are you? And not be like, hey, what's up? Here's my dick. You should not do that. It doesn't make sense. By the way, the lady that I made eye contact with is not enjoying herself right now. That's for the listener at home. You can't hide behind distortion. I would play rock and roll shows, and I would just have the amp turned up so loud because I wasn't, and I'm still not a good guitarist. You could just do that. You could yell into a microphone, and no one cares. They expect it. You, can't, you don't want to hear me yell. Let's be honest. No one wants to hear me at all right now. You're just here for your friends, and that's why I know I booked a fantastic show. <laughs> you have to acknowledge the heckler. When you're in a rock and roll band, you could just literally ignore them, and nothing will come of it. But we had a heckler who wasn't really mad at me or the show or the guests or the bar. They were angry at life because it was their 40th birthday and they dressed like they were 23 and they thought they were famous because they were an extra on Boardwalk Empire and I know that they weren't because I IMBDB'd it during the show and they have like an 80-person list. So if they're listing 80 people and if you have a line, you will definitely be listed. But no, they were just angry at life so they would just start attacking me. But they didn't attack me. They attacked the idea. We referenced the Smashing Pumpkins and the man yelled, Zwaaa! And that's what he yelled. He yelled Zwan. And the fact that you could reference Zwan at 40 years old is somewhat sad to me. The fact that I know what Zwan is makes me feel very sad right now. Do you know the band Zwan? No, because you're better than me. Good for you. I'm proud of you. I'm learning that job titles do not equal, thanks for the light, do not equal intelligence. Did you know that? You could be an idiot and a lawyer. 
You could be a dummy and a doctor. Let's play with alliteration some more. You could be a loser. Why did I pick L? That didn't make sense. You could be a brilliant bartender, okay? It doesn't, thank you for me. You could do these things. You could do these things. You could be so, so smart and think of the world and see the world how it actually is and be broke. And that's the only way I'm justifying the amount of money in my account. I'm actually very, very dumb and I'm very, very poor and that makes me very sad. And you know what? People don't care about my religious beliefs. You have your own religious beliefs. You don't need to hear mine. Mine are insane or the opposite. But that's up to you to decide once we're at the bar talking. You don't want to see it from some dude on stage. But there is some things you do want to see from uh, some dude on stage. And um, that's his friends. And that's what we're doing tonight. It's just going to be a friendly evening. And I have some friends on stage with me right now. I have Esmeralda Leon. Leon. Isn't she great, everybody? And I have Jeremy Tromberg on stage with me. He's going to tickle the piano. Oh, that was great. That was fantastic. Did you know we were going to do that? I did. Oh, wow. No, I, did I didn't know we were going to do that. It was improv. We're in the second city. Yes, and. Yes, and I will pay $400 for classes to say the words yes, and. Inside. We have an amazing lineup tonight. We do. You could judge it later. We have the host of the interview show, which is another talk show in the city that's done in a very, well, actually, the hideout's beautiful, in, in a bar. It's a bar, though. And that's really cool. And we will find out why he does this, because I don't understand why we're doing this. So I really like to talk to another talk show host about that. We have stand-up comedian, um, recently number one album on iTunes, a comedian you should know. That's the name of the troupe. It's an awful name for a troupe. We will talk about why they picked that awful, awful name. Mike Leibowitz, everybody. And we have music. We have music. We have so many goddamn instruments on stage. We have music from the clams. So without further ado, the last lesson I learned uh, about being a talk show host is you need to know when to shut up, which I should have done about four minutes ago. Jeremy Tromberg, take it away! Beautiful, Jeremy. Jeremy Tromberg is in two great, great bands, uh, the Ragtones and Otter Petter, and both have shows uh, in March that you should go to. One is at Lincoln Hall, and one is at Hideout. Is that correct, Otter Petter? That is correct, says Jeremy. So you should go to those shows, and we will plug those shows later. But Esmeralda, how are you doing? I'm good. On a scale of 1 to 10, where do you lie? Uh, I'll say an 8. 9. 8.9? I'm getting to 9. That's insanely high. Is that... Oh. <laughs> Out of 10? Usually I'm at a 3. Yeah, that's right. But it's because I'm here. Aww. It's an 8.9. It's not a 10. That's, Don't get excited. You're so much better at making the crowd <laughs> like you than I am. It's because I'm wearing a skirt. You are wearing a skirt, and I am not wearing a skirt. You should I'll, wear skirts. I should wear skirts. I'll, I'll borrow. I'll let you borrow one next You know, time. I used to wear skirts on stage quite a bit. Um, Did you wear underwear? Sometimes God. they were long skirts. That doesn't. I don't. That, what does that matter? Well, there's no still one, a hole at the bottom. But unless they're crawling under me. Well, they did. <laughs> See, so you should be wearing underwear they at all saw times. My average size penis. So, uh, Esmeralda and I do a day and date show every once in a while. <laughs> Why'd you wah wah that? I don't know, because you said average. I was just trying to open up to the crowd, open up a dick. <laughs> Mike Leibowitz, everybody. Um, we have news stories. We do. What are our news um, stories? So, who has a cat here? And who is a lady with a cat? Apparently, it's not all your fault. 
Being Continue. a cat lady. Being a cat lady uh, is not all your fault because cats like women. They bond with females, and a study shows it. So, so it's true. Pussies like pussies. We get mm-hmm. it. Mine doesn't, though. She hates me. She hissed at me she did. after great. purring within 10 seconds. Well, I thought because I hadn't fed her for lunch. Yeah. Because she eats breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Wait, 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 wait. How? Your cat eats three square meals a day. Well, yeah, because if we feed her one, then she'll just eat it all in five minutes and then be hungry again later. You know you train animals, right? She's not trainable. Okay. No, apparently we don't train animals. I didn't they're know that. cats. They're fucking bitches. They are bitches. Uh, no, so, yeah, they're nice. They're nice to ladies. That's what I heard. That's what I read in this thing, and I don't agree with it because it's totally, completely wrong because cats are bitches. Cats are bitches. We're learning a lot tonight. That's what we learned. Cats are bitches. Um, have you guys heard of the breast milk ice cream shit in London? Yeah, you have. Okay. Everyone reads the news. So this place in London is giving away breast milk ice cream, which I think is the most disgusting thing on earth. Why is it disgusting to you? Because I don't care. It's coming out of a lady, and it's not my boob milk. Are you ashamed of your boob milk? Well, I don't have any. Do you, are you just jealous that you don't have any? No, I don't need boob milk. Why? <laughs> I don't have an ice cream maker. So I can't make boob milk ice cream. I just and actually I read today that they re- they just removed it the uh, the London police the London police seized it because they I don't were know what hungry they yeah they got hungry I just think it's the most disgusting thing I think poop's more disgusting what if there was poop ice cream that would sell it would melt and be it wouldn't cool. melt it'd have a much thicker consistency but it's their their whole point is what about poop gelato. Well, that's high class. That is high class. You serve it with a weird knife spoon thing? You could do poop and uh, breast milk gelato because they always give you more than one flavor in a cup. Rocky Road. Oh, that's gross. It's sad that we're having to resort to shit jokes for laughs. We really failed you, crowd. We should really have all three of the... If we're doing poop milk or poop ice cream and breast milk ice cream, we really should just have a urine sorbet. That is a good one. Only I enjoyed that, apparently. <laughs> and there are varying flavors, because you know, if you don't drink water, it gets stronger and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, that That's makes sense me. to me. Uh, okay, and I also found, I found this article only because the title said testicle trees? <laughs> Foods for better sexual Do you ever have Google Reader read you the news? And does it ever go testicle trees? Wait, audio? Yeah, you could have Google read you whatever. You can do what? No. That's how technology works, yeah. What? Yeah, I just said it. No, I'm seriously surprised. I didn't know. That. Yeah, you can. You could type. Oh, it. I'm doing that tomorrow. Yeah. I know, so I found this. <laughs> There's all these tips. So if you want to have sex later, you should, um, after our show. Wait, wait. Like so the people hours. that already informed you of poop gelato, breast ice cream, and how cats love women are going to tell you how to get laid tonight? No. Oh, it is from all the same people. Yeah. Okay. They are. Because they're a one-stop shop for everything. <laughs> Go, just talk. MSNBC, by the way, if you want your poop milk gelato. Fucking liberals. Um, so if you want healthier sperm, boys, eat your greens. And uh, you can eat you know, spinach or all that shit. Because if you don't, you get, uh, I like this. This is their words, not mine. Mutant sperm. Whoa! <laughs> It's the folate, so eat your folate. But uh, I, this is the testicle trees bit. Is ancient Aztecs used to call avocado trees testicle trees? 
Because they look like dicks. What? No, Balls? they look like testicles. It wasn't just... That didn't even make sense. Very tired. They look like dick... What? I don't know what your dick looks like. They look like testicles. Avocado trees. <laughs> they look like... Te- also, it does look like a testicle tree. Yeah, that's why I can't wear underwear when I wear a skirt. There you go. Right back at it. Oh, also, if you want better erections, eat fish. That can go both ways, right? Zing. Uh, Eat some fish. No? Okay. I am so glad that you said it and not me, because everyone was thinking it. Come on. That's all I thought. They're like, fill up on fish if you want better erections. Zing. Like that? Of course you would. Zing. (laughs) Merle, let's let's stop the news. I'm done. <laughs> Let's do some real talk. Um, I, when I fly, when I fly into the show, I stay at Merle's house. Yeah. And I feel like such a dick. I've been here like 48 hours. I think I've seen you 48 minutes. Uh, are you angry at me? No. Fantastic. Okay, yeah. coming to the stage, our first guest of the evening is a fellow talk show host, and uh, we're going to find all about it. He does the interview show the first Friday of the month at The Hideout, which is a great, great venue. And uh, please put your hands together, everybody, for Mark Bazer, everybody. Mark Bazer. <laughs> How are you? I'm, I'm good. Um, Mark's been doing the show longer than we've been doing the show. Why did you start the show? What was the reason? Well, uh, there's a couple reasons. There's a show at the hideout called Funny Haha. Okay. It's put on by uh, Claire Zulke. Do you know who Claire is? I know Claire. Claire's a sh- guest on the show next month, actually. Oh, wow. Okay. So she and a guy named John Green, who looks a little bit like you and sounds a little bit like you. Or Seth uh, Rogen. Uh, <laughs> so they put on the show where they had people come up and read pieces that were are funny, and I got kind of uh, I liked doing that, and I liked being at the hideout, and I just decided, well, what what is something that I can do, given that I don't have that much other other talents, and I f- and I found that if I could just I could do a talk show and I could talk to people who are who are very talented and. Uh, it kind of went from there, um, and I was inspired in part by the Dick Cavett show. I don't know if really, you, yeah. So the Dick, you dated yourself, sir. Well, I am thirty-seven, but I, I'm not old enough to have watched it when it was on. But the Dick Cavett show, if you guys have seen it, I uh, haven't. <laughs> so it took. It was in the seventies, and he did something that I don't think you see on TV right now. And on so on the one hand, you have. People like Leno or Letterman, who do, who, whom I both, who I, you know, I love those kind of shows. Stop! You love Leno. I, I didn't. I, I, uh, I don't. I don't. Okay. I just didn't want to be mean. I'm very mean. You yeah. can be mean here. It's okay. Yeah. I like Letterman. How would the world be better if Leno didn't exist? I could name ten ways. <laughs> okay, let's move on from. Okay, <laughs> but I agree with you. Um, so you want to murder? What Jay I was Leno. talking about was that I like the format of those shows. Okay. And then let's talk about the host later. So there are shows like <laughs> there are shows like Letterman and Conan and Fallon, and I like the format of those shows. And then on the other hand, there's shows that I also like, like Charlie Rose, mm-hmm. which are very kind of sober-minded. And then the Dick Cavett show was right in between, which I love. It was entertaining, but you would also have kind of uh, long-form, unscripted mm-hmm. interviews. And I mean, just go onto YouTube and watch his interview with like Sly Stone. It's it's. It's amazing. Didn't he have Lennon? Yeah, Yeah, they did a week with Lennon and Yoko. Can't you argue that any Sly Stone interview is going to be insane and good? That's true. (laughs) I guess so. But, but, I mean, you have to have somebody who can can 
go with Sly Stone and who isn't tripped up by him and who doesn't... I mean, like, you, okay, right now, and I'm not saying I'm not comparing the two, but right now you're watching some interviews with Charlie Sheen. I'm sure everybody's yes, seen those. And I feel I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed for the interviewer. Why? Because I, I just, like, the one on the Today Show, for example, mm-hmm. he just seemed like your quintessential cliché news guy interviewer. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he would have been the same way had he been, you know, doing his thing back in the 70s and interviewed Sly Stone. And again, very different people, Sly Stone and Charlie Sheen. Not really. <laughs> no, I think they're, diff- they're crazy in very different ways. So yeah, the point, good. So the point is, I think if Dick Cavett, I, I feel like Dick Cavett had a special skill enabling, in, in his ability to have a real legitimate conversation with all different kinds of people yeah. and not just rely on you know pre-thought out bits and not just um, and not act like a like a like a standard news guy do we he, have he that felt, special skill I, I think you do good i think yeah. that's really great but Aww. he just felt comfortable in his own shoes yeah and was able to make bring out things in the Interviewee that I that I really kind of so I just went and watched all the, the there's a, you know the DVDs are available and just fell in love with that and then from there decided that you know well that's something that I think would work at the hideout the hideout mm-hmm. has I mean just I mean it's it's not unsimilar to this place in that it just is a is a warm feeling yeah small room it's great it, I love yeah. the hideout that's not a joke so you you didn't realize you wanted to do a talk show until you saw Claire and her show yeah. Okay. I mean, her show's not a talk show. It wasn't seeing her no, show. No, of, of course. It was being on stage. I never, yes. you know, I never harbored any dreams to be an actor or anything like that. But I liked being up on stage performing and, I guess, you know, getting laughs and stuff like that. So, What's the goal for the interview show? Do you mean, like, the goal each show or the goal overall? The goal overall. I'm assuming each show's goal would be, like, get a better reaction than this. And, like, that's just a great <laughs> moderate goal. <laughs> I <laughs> I think the goal the goal overall is just to is well I'd be lying to you if I didn't say if a TV station came by yeah. and said hey we want to put this on TV I would say yes and I'd be excited but overall the goal is to have something in my life that that is a nice creative outlet to feel good about you know doing the show yeah. I think that's, that's do the you feel good thing. doing the show I do I do it's the best thing. It's the best creative thing that I've ever done. So I'll look back if I stop, when I stop, and I'll think, wow, I'm glad I did that. Okay. But you're also a writer. You're a columnist. Yeah. Uh, How do the two meet? Do they meet? Or are they totally separate? Sometimes I'll write something that will be good to perform on the show, but but they rarely, other than that, they rarely... They rarely meet. Okay. So there are, you know, because sometimes, most things I write probably, I mean, the goal of what I write, it's a humor column, it's to try to be funny, but mm-hmm. a lot of the times they're not things that would translate to the stage. Okay. But there have been a few. Oh, Who's been God, your favorite? But ignore the people leaving. Yeah, no, that's cool. <laughs> Thanks that's for cool. making the crowd walk, buddy. <laughs> How do you your book favorite. this? Your favorite. My favorite? All right, all right, push. yeah. You know who was my favorite? We had Charlie Trotter on. And I was scared out of my mind. Because, Why? Well, because I had heard... Were you scared the chair was going to break? Zing. He's fat, everybody. He's, He's super not. fat. He's not. No, who am I thinking of? You're Graham thinking Elliott, of... He was who was on. also on your he show. He was on. That guy's fat as fuck. <laughs> Again. Zinger. Didn't say it. Got him. Didn't say it. We're never going to get to eat there now. Um, oh, because that's what I was going to do. I want to eat food from a man with orange-rimmed glasses. That makes sense. Yeah, but he's fat, which means he eats a lot, which means he knows how to make Which means his palate is fucked. 
What? You don't know anything about palettes and no. orange room glasses. Anyway, continue. Mark, I need to learn a lot from you, and that's yeah. obvious by this interview. Yeah, yeah. How do you book your show? I um, email people. That's good. Yeah. How do you pick who you email? What's that? How do you pick who you email? I just, you know, look at, I read, you know, Time Out, and I read newspapers, and I go to shows, and I find people who I, you know, I, who I admire and who I think would be, would be good conversationalists. Who's your ideal guest? Or who, what's your ideal lineup? My, I, well, that's the thing. I would love to have, and I, you do it too, is to have people, not to have, you know, I wouldn't want to have three musicians on yeah. a show. You want to have a nice mix. What if two of them were Sly Stone? And the other one was John Lennon. I would. I would refuse. I'd say, well, you have to find a different day. Say, we're going to ba- rebury that guy. Unless they were in a duo together and they could sit together. But you, if you inter- I feel like if you interview Sly Stone for, like, more than ten minutes, you'll get a new Sly Stone. Yeah. Only one of them could I possibly interview right now. Who? Sly Stone. You don't think you could reincarnate John <laughs> that's, Lennon? That's the problem with the Lennon thing. Or just Although dig they, him up. Yeah. Was he um, buried? My best. So Charlie Charter was great. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Why was he good? Well, first of all, I was scared because he has a reputation for being uh, particular. Uh, You're so diplomatic and nice. (laughs) But he was very funny. That's why I liked him. Was he really? He was really funny. All right. You can watch it. It's on YouTube. Yeah, why don't you record your shows and release them? I do. How do you release them? We put them on Huffington Post. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, we put the video. We, we, we don't yeah, but you don't put the show. whole show on. No, we should. Yeah, because I've seen all the YouTube stuff. How do you stuff. do that? I don't know the technology for that. Are you being sarcastic? No, I'm not. I well, just, do what you're doing now, but expand it. Yeah. Yeah. No, we do. Yeah. I don't know. I like, because do people watch a whole, they're not going to watch a whole hour, you know. You tell time. me. I don't know. I don't know. Obviously not. Look at where I'm at right now. <laughs> I'm bombing. But you, you, but, but you record it. You don't do the video. We don't do the video. So I no. think people are more accustomed to listen to a long podcast. But, but I mean, I've, I've walked away from the computer and kept listening to your interviews. Yeah. I'm going to think about this. All right? I think you I'm should. Think about I think it'll it. be successful. No, I'm very busy. <laughs> Dealing with Charlie Trotter and his personality. So he was good. There have been other good ones, too. Uh, why do you do it at the hideout? Well, that's where the funny haha was. But I mean, I love. I, it's just one of the nicest. I don't know if you guys been there. It's it's just uh, the owners are great, uh, the crowds are great. It's the right size. Um, it's the right location. Yeah. It's it's just. The and they seem to be very supportive of you. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't. I mean, they are the nicest people. They are. They know how to treat. That's so nice. Yeah. What's the dream gig? The dream gig. Yes. The dream gig would be to do the show filmed at the hideout. Really? But have it. Why did my voice go up? Would it be weekly or daily? It would probably. Or monthly? Yeah, it would. If it were, if okay, if it were just my job, I didn't have to do other things. Yes. And I could get rid of my children. Yes. Um, Do you want to get rid of your children? It depends. It depends what came along that was better. (laughs) It's good. No, I. Good job. they, uh, I think weekly would be nice. Weekly. Daily, I would do daily, but I feel like I would do daily and I would probably... <laughs> You're saying I would do daily. It's great. Yeah, We're going to cut it and then make it a sound bite. Yeah. Yes. I would do daily. That's, uh, I, I get it. But we have a new mayor now, so it doesn't... So it's even funnier. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's pointless. <sighs> what else? How do, you, how do you feel this went? Is it over? Maybe. <laughs> 
It's not I, going well on my end. Yeah. No, I think I think you're, because from what I'm saying or from what you're doing. Oh, me. This is on me. Yeah. No, She's great. You're great. Jeremy's no, great. Yeah, don't be. That's the worst thing you can do. Is no, no. I've done way worse stuff right in this position. No, 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 right. no, no, no. I would, if this was a year ago, people would be like getting books in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I would just make fun of their clothing only because I was jealous and can't afford awesome jeans. I can't even see people's clothing from here. I have great eyes. <laughs> great eyes. I can tell. What does your wife think of this? Of, of us doing this right here? No, she's disappointed in you. What she, does your wife think of your talk show? She likes my talk show. <laughs> Good answer. You're from Boston. I am. Why is Boston so racist? I, do, you want to, do you want the real historical reasons for that? You know, in Chicago is more segregated. Yeah, yeah, it is. I don't yeah. understand how that's true, but it is. How really? Well, I don't understand how Chicago is. They say the most segregated city. It's the most segregated city because after World War II and all the housing boom, blah blah. Uh, banks would only give loans to certain races in certain neighborhoods. No, no, no. I get and that. And that, that doesn't change. I get that. That's how it's segregated. But here's what I'm saying. If you are in Chicago. There is not a day that goes by where you don't see people from all different ethnicities. Uh, where are I, you hanging out? I live in Oak Park. You live in Oak Park. <laughs> That's different. Yeah, maybe. But also, I'm downtown a lot, too. And if you go downtown... That's not where people live. Yeah. There are some... There are some. Go after... There are some... Yeah, but go after 7 p.m. and we'll see who's living there. Yeah, all right. It's not the Tourist. tiny Chinese ladies. If you ride, what? If you ride the red line... The red line. You would see people from all different ethnicities. Yes, would not you getting on, that. Yes, but not getting off at the same stop. Jesus Christ! Would you? Would, okay. No, you're right. I, know. I agree with that. But but you could go a day. You could go a week in Boston if you were a white person and only see white people. And I don't think that happens in Chicago. That's my only point that we went on for ten minutes to get to. I don't even know the point. <laughs> What can I do to make this better in general? That's neuroses. That's life. That's no, the I talk think, show. I think, I think you did a nice job. I think you're doing a good job. Thank you. Where can much. people... Plug time. Do we have a gift from Mark, by the way? I do. Let's I give him the gift. You. So since you asked so many questions... I mean that in a good way. Yeah. Here's the book of answers. Oh, wow. No, you don't have to ask me so more I questions. So I can quit the show now. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> it's all done in that book. This is There's just you. like three words on every page. What a <laughs> fucking ripoff this book is. It's free, God damn no, it. No, no, I, for, you, for you guys. I feel bad for you I think guys. we got it for free. I don't yeah. know where we got it. So. <laughs> I have a show this Friday. Who's on the show? We have uh, the band The Autumn Defense. Okay. Which has two guys from Wilco in yep. it. Yep. Pretty music. Yeah, nice stuff. We have Curtis Duffy, the chef of Avenues. You chefs, love chefs, chefs, don't you? Well, they're the best, they're the best guests. Really? They yeah, they are, because they're passionate about their, their food. They usually have big personalities, and they are, they are, you know, we don't have that many celebrities in Chicago. No. And chefs are some of the bigger celebrities. Because we're fat. Do they give you free food? That's like, can you go, like, yeah, I don't know. walking into their restaurant? About that. Uh, and then Rhymefest. So. Oh yeah! Oh. So yeah. So and um, Beth Stelling. Do you think comedian? Yeah, Beth. Yeah. Beth's been yeah. on this show. Yeah. Do you think it's irresponsible to have politicians on your show? Maybe you shouldn't do that because it could skew people to vote one way. That's not really <laughs> cool, dude. Yeah, I mean, I guess if I want, if maybe I want to skew people one way though. You're controversial. Yeah, that is controversial. Are no, we, I, I, politicians are bad guests in general because they don't say anything. But Ryan <laughs> Fest doesn't fall into that category. <laughs> That was a compliment. 
Uh, everybody, please put your hands together for Mark Bazer. Thank you. Some smooth music, everybody. Coming to the stage, the comedian I've ripped off more than any other comedian I've ever met. Please put your hands together for the best of the comedians you should know. They're all dead to me, Mike, by the way. Put your hands together for Mike Leibowitz, everybody. Mike Leibowitz! Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, all right. Fuck, give it up for Brandon. <laughs> no. No, give it up because he's... He's hard on himself. He doesn't rip off me. He rips off my dick. Yeah! So that's what happens. How, how are you guys doing? Thanks for coming out. I, I'm so happy to be here uh, at, at the fucking Hungry Brain. This is a classic Chicago bar. This is a great bar. Give it up for this fucking place. This place is awesome. I love it. I, it's, there's so many great bars in Chicago. The Hideout is great, too. I just say like, my favorite places to drink in the whole world, though, are those uh, roadhouse bars they have out in the country. Anyone been to these places? Oh, they're awesome. You guys got to go. You fucking hipsters need to get out of the city. You go out to these places, and the, they're in the middle of nowhere. People come from miles around. They're these huge... I just love any bar that's got a parking lot. I think that's fucking awesome. Because you know? there's no pretense about how you're getting home. <laughs> I was like, I'm not saying I'm going to drink and drive, but you know what I'm doing here, and you know how I'm leaving. So <laughs> it's always fun. Yeah. Sometimes we'll do shows out at those country bars, and that's always fun. Because uh, they have, like, a different idea of a good time, so it's fun to hang out with them afterwards. You just go along with anything. You're just like, yeah, of course I want to go back to your farm to fucking shoot guns and drunk drive tractors. That sounds awesome, you know? <laughs> I was getting in trouble doing that in Logan Square. Let's go. <laughs> one thing about the country bar, though, is there's always one person at the country bar who, like, they find out you're from Chicago and they can't believe it. It's pretty fun. They'll <laughs> be like, oh, man, you live in Chicago? But it's so crowded, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, it is. It's crowded. There's a lot of people there. So, like, maybe don't be so surprised to meet one. You know, like this. <laughs> I just love bars generally, though. Bars are so much fun because you can talk to strangers, right? Like, people just, after a few drinks, they'll show their true colors right away, which is fun. Uh, the only problem with it is, like, some people's true colors are creepy and weird. That's the only loop. <laughs> Like, my favorite kind of, my favorite weirdo at the bar, he's the guy uh, who, um, I'm sure you guys have all run into this guy. He's the guy you've just met. But he assumes you're on the same fucking page about everything, right? Okay. I was drinking at this bar downtown the other night, and I met this dude. It comes out that he works at another bar. So I was just like, oh, cool, man. You know, how's your bar? And this is what he says to me. We've just met. He looks me dead in the eye, and he goes, my bar? Oh, well, it's down on the south side, so we get a lot of Canadians, if you know what I mean. <laughs> now, Canadians, this is this, like, industry term for black people. Uh, I was familiar with it, so I, I would try to comfort him. I was like, yeah, dude, don't worry. I, I know what that means. <laughs> and it means you're a fucking racist, but you think you're a hip racist, and you're kind of hoping I am too, which is weird. You know? <laughs> to me, that's just like crazy to think about some dudes rooting for you to be a bigot. You know? <laughs> like, you just met. He's like, hey, this guy seems pretty cool. <laughs> I wonder if he gets off on hate. <laughs> fucking crazy man it is. I was actually doing this show I was doing this show this weekend in Bloomington Illinois and I told that joke and no one laughed because they were wrong but 
But there was this one dude in the audience who was laughing hysterically. And afterwards, he comes up to me and he introduces himself. His name is Mike Gorski. And this is what he said. He grew up on the south side of Chicago. He said, hey, man, back in 1985, I was drinking at Moretti's Pub on Halstead on the south side. And there was, I was going to make a black joke. But there was this table of black people next to me. So on the spot right there, I invented the term Canadians. And now it's spread. <laughs> this is what, it was awesome for two reasons. First of all, that's obviously not true. That's the first reason it's awesome. Second reason it's awesome is like he's the guy from the joke and he doesn't know it. Like I, <laughs> I'm making fun of him. He comes up, he tells me he invented the term Canadians. He thinks I'm going to be like, fuck yeah, dude, you're a racist pioneer. You, know? <laughs> you are awesome. Just when we thought racism was going away, you brought it underground. You're a... You're an entrepreneur of intolerance, Mike Gorski, a real American hero. <laughs> Way to keep hate alive. Right? Oh, man, this fucking guy. I just don't understand the racist shit. I don't get it, because I grew up in a really diverse neighborhood where, like, everyone got along, you know? It was very open-minded. So, like, I was almost, like, handicapped growing up because I didn't know all the racist stereotypes. I'd, like, never heard them. It was, like, unfair. Just, like, basic shit, you know, like, whatever that, like, Basic, basic shit. You know, Asians are bad drivers, right? That's something that's out there. You know, like, I, I never heard that until I started dating a racist girl from another town. You know, f- <laughs> run-of-the-mill shit. Black people don't tip, you know? I didn't learn that until I got a job in a restaurant. So it was just very, uh... <laughs> you like how I sell myself out at the end of my bits? Is that pretty cool? All right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> then I got to, uh, I got to college. I really, I was naive growing up. I got to college that really opened up my eyes. Because I learned so much in college. Uh, first, did you guys know that? You know you can sniff an entire eight ball in one night without dying? Did you know that? <laughs> I learned that in college. That was funny. <laughs> it's like, hey, Mom, you'll never believe what I'm learning. <laughs> P.S. Send more money. <laughs> like, a lot more. <laughs> it was fun. I was not a good student. I was not a good student at all in college. But I kind of fit in at my school. Like, this will illustrate what I'm talking about. The first assignment I had in all of college, my first semester freshman year, I had to give this presentation with a partner in a 10 a.m. English class. This is my first assignment in all of college. So this is the kind of student I am. It's 9 p.m. the night before, right? I'm in my dorm room by myself, and I'm like, oh, shit, I'm kind of hungry, but the dining hall is closed. I can guess I'll eat some acid. That was... (laughs) It's a questionable call, right? Because you're not going to be rested for that class. You're up all fucking night. But the thing is, like... You know, 12 hours later, you're like, all right, maybe that wasn't wise, but it's cool. I'm not really tripping anymore. It's all right, you know? Thing is, you get to class and you sit down and you're like, oh, right, but I'm not exactly not tripping anymore either. (laughs) This should be fun. (laughs) But I'm giving the presentation, right? I feel like I'm doing a good job, except for some reason, every time I look over at my partner, he's looking back at me like I'm fucking insane, you know? So I feel terrible. After class, I go up to this guy and I'm like, dude, I'm really sorry about what happened in there. I don't... I dropped acid last night. Yeah, I this is the kind of school I went to. He just looks right back at me and he goes, Oh, all right, thanks for telling me. I feel a lot better. <laughs> I dropped right before class. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Then he scuttled away on all fours. It was great. <laughs> it was nice. I love acid. Who here's done acid? All right. The bartenders in the comics? All right, that's cool. That's funny. <laughs> I love acid. Acid's the only thing I've ever taken that'll straight up make you forget how to read. You know what I mean? It's pretty cool. Like, you'd be too drunk to read because the room's spinning or whatever, but you pick up, like, a piece of mail on acid, <laughs> you feel like an anthropologist from another planet, you know? He's like, oh, what are these strange markings? <laughs> like, hey, dude, that's your fucking name and address right there. That's a, strange markings. 
So yeah, I used to party. I used to party. I used to like to party. I, I still do. I don't party as much. I, I got a kid now. You got other parents in the crowd? Smart crowd. Okay. <laughs> you guys will fuck up one day. My mistake is eight right now. And uh, I'm kidding. I don't know how old he is. Uh, <laughs> Whatever age, he's at that age, you know, where he's still losing his teeth because <laughs> he won't fucking listen. <laughs> so, uh, I know, you got to discipline your kids, but I know you're not allowed to hit them <laughs> when you're white. <laughs> so uh, you got to figure out a different way. As a parent, I'm totally bummed the holidays are over. That's the best time of year. That's the best season, starting right around Thanksgiving, because that's the season whenever my kid asks me for anything, I just tell him, uh, hey, go ahead, throw that on the Christmas list. You know, it's nice. You don't have to say no. Yeah. She's like, what do you want, Isaac? All right, be good the next few weeks, and we'll see. <laughs> Maybe Santa will bring you some food. <laughs> you know. Okay. Yeah. All right, don't feel sorry for him. Fuck him. He's bad. You guys don't understand. You don't have... My kid is so bad. Don't feel sorry. He hits. He hit me today in the face. He kicks. He throws things. At the schools, they say he's got special needs. I think he's just an asshole. I think that's it, right? Like, special need. He needs to fucking listen. That's not special. That's ordinary. <laughs> I had to have a meeting with his school counselor recently about ways to modify his behavior. That's just code for not being a prick. That's all it means. And this is what she said to me. She says to me, she goes, uh, one thing I don't recommend is taking things away from kids. I said, sure, that's because you're a stupid bitch. Uh, you ever <laughs> tried taking something from a kid? It's very effective. It is. My kid used to have this, uh, you know, the Nintendo DS, that portable video game thing? Right? He used to have one of those, he'd throw it against the wall when he got frustrated. I took it away from him. Guess what? He doesn't fucking throw it anymore. You know? yeah. Not only that, more importantly, now I have a Nintendo DS. So that's, uh, if anyone wants to play Mario later. <laughs> I play Mario with my dick. <laughs> the hardest thing about being a parent, I'll tell you guys not now so you just know when it, when it ever happens, the hardest thing about being a parent is, like, I'm my son's number one role model. He looks up to me. He imitates everything I do. That's not good, you know, because I do lots of shit I never want him to do. You know, I curse. I make a mess. I fuck his mother. Just all these things, you know. <laughs> I swear to God, if I came home and I found him fucking his mother, I'd be so mad. <laughs> but now I have to be cool about it because I don't want to sound like a hypocrite, right? <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. Get off your mom, you motherfucker. You know, it's like... His mom's cool. I, lo I love my wife. She just had a birthday. I got her a great present. Um, I got her a big glass dildo. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, because a while ago, I walked in on her pleasuring herself with my glass bowl, and I can't have that. You know, it's just, right? I love the taste of my wife, and I love the taste of weed, but never the twain, right, brother? <laughs> it's just, yeah, it gets confusing. You know? My friends are like, Mike, why are you licking the pipe? Sense <laughs> <Since> memory. <laughs> so, no good. I do love being married. I love being married. A lot of comics will go on the road. These fucking scumbags will take their ring off. They'll go chasing skirts out of town. I never do that. I always wear the ring when I cheat on my wife. It's just a rule I have. Uh, it's just a rule I have. I feel like I owe it to her. You know what I mean? I owe it to her and I owe it to my dick. <laughs> okay. uh, uh, uh. One, one thing about being a, a family dude, be, being a family dude, you got to uh, you got to take better care of yourself. You know, I. I recently joined a gym. Does anyone here work out? Nope. Right, fuck the gym. <laughs> fuck it. Fuck the gym. Fuck it right in the ass with a dick that has AIDS. Fuck the gym. <laughs> fuck it! Uh, <laughs> my gym is weird. I'd say the clientele at my gym is like 50% fit people, 50% fat people, right? 
here's the funny thing. Like, over time, the fit people, you'll see the same faces a lot. The fat people, like a whole new crew every time. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, that's what I've heard. I've only been there the once. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know. But the gym's a drag, right? Because they got all these fucking rules you got to follow. You, know, you got to re-rack your weights, let others work in. Fucking stay out of the women's locker room. All this bullshit, right? It doesn't... Doesn't it? In my gym, they've even got this sign on the inside of the bathroom stalls. says, please do not flush anything but toilet paper down the toilet. <laughs> but I just feel like an idiot scooping all the turds out. There's got to be a better way. <laughs> I know it's gross, and I scoop turds with my dick. So it's very... I don't know. There's stupid rules everywhere. I recently got to do... I learned this one. I recently got to do a show at a strip club. Because uh, my career is like really taking off. It's awesome. Uh, here in the strip clubs, I'm very hot. Uh, but they have... Uh, oh, side note. If you ever get hired to do stand-up comedy at a strip, strip club, be warned, like, no one's there to see you. That's for fucking sure. But they have this rule at strip clubs in Chicago. The club can be topless or not, but if the club is totally topless, they're not allowed to serve booze, but you guys can go ahead and bring your own. That's the rule. Which is fucking crazy because it's supposed to protect the dancer, you know? But, like, no one's rolling to the club with, like, a case of bush light and a bottle of Jack. Like, I'm here to behave. <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm going to shotgun these beers, slug this whiskey, and keep my hands to myself. That's uh, what's going on here. Let's give it up for the strippers, by the way. They work hard. Give it up for those girls. They're good girls. They work hard to make my dick hard. What? Come on. Get out of here. No, they're good girls. They are good girls. I ha- you know what I've been having trouble with lately is the street hookers. They've been getting pushy. Have you guys noticed this? Have you noticed how pushy these hookers are getting? It's crazy. I, was, I got propositioned by these two hookers the other night. And these were like real hookers, too. None of this Hollywood bullshit. You guys know the difference, right? <laughs> you know. Yeah, Brandon knows. All right, that's cool. Yeah, the real hooker, she never looks like fucking Elizabeth Shue in Leaving Las Vegas. You know? She always looks more like, I don't know, like fucking Precious on Halloween or something. Just, just gross. Look, guys, hey, hey, let me be clear. I don't have anything against gross women, okay? Don't get offended. How could I? I love all women. Pretty, ugly, fat, thin. If you're into this, I'm into you. That's my, like, oh, you like fat Jews with hair on their neck? You're my type. That's all. So if you're gross, if you are, like, and you want to prance around like you're sexy, I think that's great. Like, please hit on me at the bar. I'm flattered. I'll probably go home with you. Uh, But I ain't paying for it. That's just... uh, I'll pay you with my dick. That's about it. That's all I got. So whatever, these two roll up, and they're the real deal. You know, I mean, they've got all of it. They've got the, the fake nails, right? The bad weave, that like comically small rubber miniskirt looks like it should be around a bundle of asparagus. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> hey, hey, girls, and they roll up in their Honda Civic, and this is their pits. This is how pushy they are. They roll down the window, and they just go like, "Hey, baby, where's the party at?" You know, I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know where it is. But that's their end. So they keep going. They're like, well, get in. Party with us. <laughs> I'm like, no, thank you. you know? Then they get like real explicit. I couldn't believe this. One of these broads, she goes, hey, you know, for $20, you could get that dick sucked. Right? Like in case I don't already know what we're talking about. You know? <laughs> it's like the most obvious. Like I felt like I was at the movie theater. The guy at the ticket box was like, hey, man, you know, for ten fifty, you could see Black Swan. <laughs> you know, it's just like, <laughs> I get it. You're whores. I understand. You know? <laughs> Then I wouldn't bite. They got pissed off. They got me. One of them actually said, this way she, she goes, she goes, what are you, gay? Look, that's the only reason I wouldn't want to party with them, right? Like, oh, you don't want to get in the car with the two most horrible things you've ever seen? <laughs> get robbed, probably murdered, <laughs> fucking homo. <laughs> uh. 
I'll tell you, I don't even know why they picked me. I'm pretty self-aware. I don't think I look like the kind of guy who has $20. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know. My dick! Thanks a lot. Leibowitz, everybody. Mike, sit down. Oh, Mike. I am so excited to meet the man who... Uh, originated my dick comment. Yeah, yeah I, I made that up. I get so much credit for that. All I say is my dick, and I think that's been around for, you know, at least 10, it's Well, Brandon years. started it, and I was like, it's oh, that's dick. great. It's, it's the cadence. Well, um, it, the kids like it. You the know. kids do I do love it for the it. kids. I do it for the kids. Apparently, I'm your biggest kid fan. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of kids, uh, uh, why are you doing this with a child? What the fuck happened? Um, you know... I feel like if the child is kind of the reason. Really? Well, I mean... Because you started doing stand-up you, after you had the child. I did. I did improv for a long time before that. Why? Because I'm a fucking idiot. Okay, continue. Yeah. Uh, the kid, like... I don't know if you were listening. If I didn't have a kid, I wouldn't have an act. Maybe. Right? So the kid, uh, oh. like, just made me... I mean, if we're being sincere here, the kid made me take my life seriously. Really? So I was like, oh, shit, I could scum around doing improv as a hobby for the rest of my life, but, like, maybe I actually want to do something that he could be proud of later, even if... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying we've gotten there yet, Brandon, but it's a, it's a work in progress. You should be. Yeah, right, something that he can pr be proud of or will make him kill himself later, one of the two. <laughs> you know, the parts where you talk about beating the shit out of him and getting harassed by hookers. Yeah, but fuck him, he's a dickhead. He is a dickhead. <laughs> Why did you start doing uh, improv? What made you want to do that? You know, I just do... Like, I used to just do whatever people asked me to do. That is the <laughs> worst way to live. I know. I don't do it it's anymore. It's fun. No, it's not. It makes you feel bad. It does. Aww. Yeah, it makes you feel bad and then have children out of wedlock at an early age. Yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. does. But I... <laughs> You it's know, a bless. It's a miracle. My friends in college asked me to try out for the improv troupe, and I was like a theater dude, and I was like, sure, yeah. You were a theater dude? Yeah, I started out as a theater dude. I started out taking clowning classes when I was six. What? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so you went from clown to drama. And then I got into a group called the Young Shakespeare Players, which was like 10 to 12 to 14-year-olds doing full-length Shakespeare productions. Who is your favorite character? The, my favorite character that I've ever played is Sir Toby Belch in Twelfth Night. That's fucking awesome. I don't awesome. know what that is. He's just like the drunken. <laughs> he's like the the drunken troublemaker. He like. How old were you when you played this? I've played him twice. Well, how old? The first time I was twelve. <laughs> this and is the manifest second time destiny, I was 16. man. I know, and it all comes full circle. Wow. Just when, like my dear. Hey, <laughs> I enjoy it. I'm See, sorry. The only. <laughs> The only time my dick works better than when it makes sense is when it doesn't make sense. So it's perfect. You can just put it in anywhere. You can put my dick anywhere you want. Yay! <laughs> Fuck these people. Let's just talk. Okay. Yeah, I know. Me no, and I know your crowd. This is fun. I'm happy to be here. Your crowd, kind of a downer. I know. That. What the fuck, guys? I mean, if you're going to kill yourself, fucking finish the goddamn job. You're not my mother, for <laughs> Christ's sakes. Whoa, do we need to talk about something? Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think I'm on a stage doing this? This is insane. Because you're drunk. I don't know. I'm not even... I'm one drink in. By the way, don't drink until 7 a.m. and then do a talk show with four hours of sleep in you. It's a bad idea. No, don't go down that road. It's their fault. Fuck oh, them. Oh, no. They're great. They're great. The crowd is delightful. Um, drink a lot and tip well. Okay. We got to get back on track. Let's go. Oh, do we have some talking points that we, we have, have to hit here? Talking. We have talking we have no, look at that way. He's got the talking points. Oh, but you're so much better I'm to look at. Well, that's the point. With oh. your dick. I hope. Yeah, oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> I literally have built a wall. 
No, it's so fun even when it doesn't get a laugh. When it does get a laugh, it's sort of like, wow, these people are dumb. <laughs> so. Oh, I'm enjoying this more than anyone. Okay. You recently released an album. I did. Kind of. Yes. And there's one of you and there's five other guys. That's true. With your dick. And it's called Comedians You Should Know. Yes, it is. And it debuted at number one on iTunes. It did. because comedy. Yeah, yeah. Do you realize how little money you're actually going to make from this? You know what? I'll tell you, Brandon. To be perfectly honest, um, yes, I do. (laughs) And the point is not to make money. You know what? Like, we go out, we sell it. The point, I just fucking want people to hear it. You know, it's called Comedians You Should Know. The name. Yeah, why the fuck is it called that? I'll tell you why. We wanted a really terrible name. But you, me, them, everybody was already taken. Fuck off! <laughs> so, yeah. No, it was just... <laughs> it's just descriptive. So, I mean, I just want... You know, there, the, the guys on the album, so it's me, Marty DeRosa, Michael Sanchez, Drew Michael, Danny Callis, and Joe Kilgallen. These people are all in Chicago, all fucking yeah. working hard, all really funny, um, uh, despite what you might have seen tonight. And... Uh, <laughs> and, no, and they are, and people should. I just want people to hear it and people to know about it. So we put out the CD. A bunch of people downloaded it. Sometimes people buy it. Sometimes I'll trade it for like a dime bag or something, like whatever. <laughs> I just want people to hear it. And you We're have not- an album here tonight. I do. It's in my coat. So if you have drugs and or money, you can buy it for ten dollars or drugs. Drugs preferred. Uh, I would like to catch a quick buzz before I go home to my family. Yes. So drugs preferred. <laughs> By the way, real quick. Mark, do you ever critique the show while it's happening like we've been doing throughout the entire evening? Or are you smarter than us? No comment. No comment. Okay. I think that means B. How do you think this went? <laughs> I'm having fun. I don't know. I love you, buddy. I love you too, man. Thanks for having um, me on. Do we, wait, wait, talking points. So do we have more? No, we're done. That's it? We're done? Uh, we have a present for him. We do have a present for okay. him? What's mm-hmm. the present? Oh, I'm going to keep talking. Uh, don't die. That's a fear of mine that you die soon. So really? Don't do that. Yes. Oh my god, that's a fear of my wife. Too. Yeah, don't die. Okay. Okay. Do you have life insurance? Do I have life? Life insurance is the most morbid fucking thing so, in the world. So yeah, isn't she it? doesn't want you to yeah, die. Yeah, don't, don't die don't have life until insurance. you have life insurance. Like, once you have life insurance, fucking do it. But not until yeah. then. Isn't that no? But isn't that crazy that we live in a world where you can? Dude, have we life do live insurance? in a crazy world. But says the guy that drops acid saying, before you're class. You're basically saying fucking. My life is worth this amount of dollars. Yeah, it is. It's worth this amount of valueless pieces of paper. That's what you're saying. Yeah. And then people... Oh, that's crazy. This might bring more value into your life. This is um, for you. It's a folder from the movie Honey. Starring Jessica Jessica Alba. Jessica Alba. You can um, put your dick in it. Yeah! You can make a hole in the middle or something. This is my new dick folder. Thank you very much. (laughs) I appreciate Comedians you should know every Wednesday at Timothy O'Toole's. You better be there. Okay, that doesn't help plug it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Yes, every Wednesday at Timothy O'Toole's, 9 p.m. Uh, www.comediansyoushouldknow.com. Uh, I killed great. the host. That is the first time he's ever done that. You I, I knocked him out of his chair by not knowing how to plug my own show. That's pretty <laughs> wild. You've made him fall out. He might, did he hit his head? Is he all right? Oh, he's good. All right. I'll resuscitate you, girl. <laughs> With my, my chest pumping. And, uh, you should just say your line again. That means you should I, buy I the album. It's <laughs> number one on it iTunes. feel better. One of my favorites. Put your hands together one last time. Mike Lee Thank you very much. Yeah, Thank you. Take it away.
Thank you, Jeremy. Real quick plugs for Jeremy. Uh, March 16th. March 16th at Lincoln Hall, the Ragtones. Um, the Ragtones are founded from some of my favorite people in other bands, and they're absolutely fantastic. Uh, good if you like what? Recommended if you like what? The Ragtones. That doesn't help you get people to your fucking show, idiot. Uh, and then two days later... Gaslight Anthem. Okay, you're better than that. Okay. Dark Americana. Dark Americana. Okay. And then two days later, you're playing... Hideout, the 18th, is that right, guys? The 18th, is 16th, that right? 18th. Fantastic. Otterpetter <laughs> is playing The Hideout on uh, Saturday, March 18th. Recommend Friday. if you like Not a Surf, comma, the good version of Death Cab for Cutie. Uh, they're one of my favorite bands, and they will be there. Hopefully, one of my favorite bands will be The Clams. Who am I speaking with? Uh, Peter. Peter, you're in the band The Clams. I am indeed. Why the name The Clams? Uh, it's a reference to a uh, um, Buddy Rich. Uh, monologue where he uh, yelled at his band for fucking up um, the show and referred to clams, which is a bad note, um, and said, like, every time the trombones blow, all I hear is fucking clams, like, over and over and over again. Wow, that was actually well thought out. And, yeah, we're not a very good band, so we are called Why the clams. Why <laughs> should I let you play tonight? Um... You asked us. I we, did ask you. We were on time. We got here before you, actually. You did, you did. Um... <laughs> We, Why is that um, funny? I was very important. Yeah, we, you know, we we've made it this far. I think you kind of gotta live up to your end of the deal at this point. Really, yeah. we made a deal. Their stuff is on the stage. Their stuff too. is on the stage. Yeah, <laughs> you have yeah. a lot of different guitars. Why do you have so many guitars? Um, we do stuff in different tunings. That one's in an open tuning. That's a baritone guitar, and then we have some regular guitars and a bass. Okay. Why do you play music? Let's get deep. Uh, What's in your soul that needs to get out? I'm not sure that's, like, how it started. Um, how? <laughs> that was good. Good answer. <laughs> how did it start? Uh, it started with um, Brett and I... Um, Brett and I getting stoned and um, playing that's boring. music for entertainment, for recreation. And, and then it got kind of interesting, and then Adrian joined, um, and it got a little more interesting. Um, and then we played a show because Brett was going to move, and then we played a couple more shows because he didn't move right away. And then he did move, and then he came back, and now we're kind of like, well, let's keep on playing. Fantastic. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm, I'm feeling a little pressure. What's I'll in be your honest. head right now? What's in my what, head what are you right thinking now? about? I'm thinking about how the last guy was really funny. Wasn't he good? Yeah, he was really Mike funny. Leibowitz, everybody. Yeah. He's outside smoking. <laughs> I, I wish I was outside smoking right smoking now. Smoking drugs. Whatever, yeah, <laughs> at this point. What's your favorite drug to smoke? Uh, I, I'm really just a pot guy myself. Yeah, yeah. Really? Um, I'm kind of interested in the bath salts thing, but um, Ooh! haven't That's a haven't callback to the yet, show that you so. d obviously didn't listen to. Um, no, I, I didn't. He's yeah. just informed. He's just informed about bath salts. <laughs> How do you think that makes me feel when a band I booked three months ago asked me, what's the show like? You only do eight a month. Um, I didn't ask that. Adrian did. So you could <laughs> Wait, ask, you was could this Adrian him. that was going to move? No, that was Brett. That was Brett. Yeah, that was Let's Brett. get this straight because everyone needs to know exactly yeah. why everyone's in the band. Yeah. 
How are you doing? You still okay? Um, yeah, I'm still great. Uh, okay, let's have you play music. We have some right. presents. Let's too. give them some presents. Do we have four things or just one? Um, I think I have four things Fantastic. for you. But they're all, it's a lot of group things. hey All right. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed that. By the way, crowd, thanks for not leaving. You're fantastic. That was a bad idea what I just did. What did you just do? You keep moving the mic and it's... Oh, yeah, good. yeah, yeah. All right, so you get a Pez dispenser. Uh, no candy, but um, it's You can put cheap. your drugs in there. And you can all share. There's enough, I think, for so all of you. Lisa Simpson Pez piece. dispenser? Yes. Excellent. Um, you get a guitar pick necklace because you play guitar some... Cool. All of you do. Koozie. Uh, <laughs> Keep your drinks warm, yep. one at a time. A uh, Chicago by L touring the neighborhoods. You can watch this on your downtime altogether. VHS on your like VHS. Tape. Yeah, so that's, what? That's you don't good. own VHS. Anyway, <laughs> and um, I was being serious. You get a puppy named Lenny, um, and it doesn't have shots. Uh, we haven't done anything. You have to feed it, and it's hermetically sealed in a plastic bag, and it's from McDonald's. Okay. So. When you pick that, you have to take that. We can't leave it here. When you pick that toy out to give them, did you have the bit you were going to say already in your head? Like we're going to use this so I can say hermetically sealed. I well, yeah. Yeah, you did. That was obvious. I like that word. It's pretty good. Thanks. No, it's great. It's she bit. thought about the show. <laughs> I'm a lover. But yeah, you can't leave that here. That's abuse. You You're one of the. <laughs> take it with um, us. I've been doing this. We do the Chicago Music Podcast, and the Clams are maybe the first band I've ever asked uh, without actually seeing them. That's how much I liked your music. So cool. Yeah, that, I'm really excited to hear these guys. It's not, not a joke, but everyone's judging. Okay, <laughs> this is going to be great. Jeremy's going to play some music while the Clams set up. So please put your hands together for the Jeremy Esmeralda and the Clams, and uh, don't leave yet. Jeremy, take it away, buddy. <laughs> 